My name is Malia. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hey, Malia. Hey. I'm so happy to be here in person with my friends. Um, this meeting is really, really special to me. Um, and today's really special for a couple of reasons. Um, one, this was the meeting that I came back into um, when I was desperate and could not stop compulsive eating. Um, so I came in here January 1st, 2021. I've been coming back to this meeting and the Skivvy Fellowship ever since. And um, it's saved my life and given me um, my life back. So this is the mean where I was like desperate looking for OA and saying, please let there be an in-person meeting. I just can't do the Zoom meetings. Like I need people. I, I was by myself. I had just moved to the area. I didn't know anybody. And so this meeting really saved my life, um, especially the fellowship after the meeting too. Um, so um, thank you, my friends. And then the other thing is that um, I just recently retired from the job I moved up here for um, two, two and a half years ago, about two and a half years ago. And, um, and so I'm getting ready to move back to San Diego where um, I moved from and where my family all is. And, um, and so it's kind of bittersweet. Um, I'm, my kids are flying into town on Wednesday um, the moving truck is Thursday, we're packing up Thursday, and then I'll be back in San Diego. Um, so I feel really grateful that you guys gave me um, a foundation and that now I can go back to OA in San Diego and continue going to meetings because hopefully one day at a time I have um, this disease has shattered the illusion that I can do it on my own. Um, and that I have any power over um, this disease. So I know I have to go to meetings and um, I need other compulsive eaters around me. Um, and then the other thing, um, so it's kind of bittersweet to be here. And, uh, but it's also, you know, the funny thing is, is that um, I went to my first OA meeting when I was 18. Um, I'm much older than that now, as you guys can tell, since I just retired. Um, and what I remember from that first meeting is wanting an answer to lose weight, running in, seeing women. Someone gave me a big book, not understanding and thought, and then never went back. Um, and the only reason I know that is because I found that big book like years, years later after I got clean and I was like, oh my God, oh, Amy, <laughs> I totally forgot. Um, and so I have been, I would say bouncing in and out of OA for um, almost all of my adult life. And, um, and I think, you know, what happened this time for me was, um, well, I'll say, you know, like I, let me, let me start at the beginning. Um, so in my family, food was very important. Food was love, food was reward, food was comfort, food was here, have food so you shut the fuck up. 
um, food was just like central. Um, and I think both my parents came from families where there was an importance of food and addiction. But it's funny, both my parents um, were average sized people. Um, my mom used to share a lot about not liking the way her body looked when I was younger. And I remember that making an impact on me. Um, but I grew up like a skinny little kid. Um, and, and, but I loved food. I loved food. And it was probably when I was about, um, oh, going into adolescence where I started really um, getting into the disease where I would like hide food and I would sneak food into my room and I would, you know, look for ways to get money so I could go to 7-Eleven and buy food. Um, and I think it's because I just could not deal with the changing emotions, the changing relationships I have at adolescent, my changing body, any of that. So I just um, hid out in food. And by the time I got to high school, um, I started putting on weight. I really started putting on weight after I got my driver's license and I could drive myself to wherever I wanted to go. And when I was old enough to have a job that I could earn some money to buy whatever I wanted to buy. Um, so with that freedom, um, I, I started putting on the weight. And I also remember very distinctly in high school at one point, um, guys starting to have an interest in me and being like, and the weight really started to come on after that. It was a way to keep people away. And um, so my senior year of high school, I was with, with a girlfriend and I had already started drinking as a way to deal with feelings and do other things. And we decided that we were gonna um, go camping over spring break, um, take some white pills with us and we were gonna lose 20 pounds in one week. And, um, and so, you know, that was the very beginning of my story of drug addiction. Um, I don't, I didn't lose 20 pounds in one week because you can't lose 20 pounds in a week. Um, but I do remember, I liked the way it, the way it made me feel. And, um, it made me feel powerful, invincible, um, like people couldn't get to me. And I had always been a really scared, um, socially awkward, um, self-conscious person. And so I continued that and, and became a daily user until I got clean in 24 in another 12-step um, fellowship. And so that program saved my life. Um, I was on the way to either a mental institution or suicide. And, um, and so I'm grateful for that. And that program introduced me to the 12 steps. Um, but the minute I stopped using too, I started even gaining more and more weight because um, I remember doing my first step in that program, eating a whole pie while I was writing the first step. I mean, it was just, um, again, food was the primary food was like the I don't know, like the blanket, you know? And um, so I had come to ONA OA over the years. Um, I think when I was like three years clean, I came, you know, I usually came after the end of some stupid 
starvation crash diet where I was insane and crazy and had gone from starvation to like not being able to stop eating anything, everything. Um, and I think when I came to OA back then, um, like I was, I was trying to find a way to control the food. Like if I can just control the food, if I can just control the eating, um, maybe you guys can teach me how to control it. And um, I would get a sponsor. I would get abstinent in different forms of eating um, plans. And I would last at the most maybe three months. I'd lose some weight and then I would leave um, because I thought, you know, my life's really not unmanageable. It's just the food. You know, I just have a problem with food. Um, everything else is pretty good. Um, and I was a lot of denial, a lot of denial. Um, so probably about 10 years ago, I came back to OA and um, I remember what brought me back to OA. It was the day after my birthday and I was in my car um, surrounded by food, surrounded by food in my car. And I had signed up for an OA retreat, but it was also back when you could get a Disneyland free on your birthday. And I was driving to LA because the treat was in LA with the insane battle in my head, do I go to Disneyland, do I go to retreat? And the whole time, just eating, 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 eating. And luckily I ended up at the retreat and, uh, and we went through the um, 12 steps in one week and it was really powerful. And I surrendered as much as I was able to surrender at that time. I got a sponsor and, um, I, I stayed about nine months. I lost a lot of weight. I lost like 50 pounds. I looked really good. Um, and then what happened is then I would, I would um, compulsively overeat. And in my head, again, it was still about controlling the food and controlling the weight. Like that's why I was here was the control. And so if I had a binge, I would just beat myself up incessantly and I failed and I'm not asking and I you know and like and I would binge and then I go to meetings and I feel then I would binge and I just could never get back and then because of my pride and not wanting to share that with anyone also because um because of this disease and that's what I do um I start to associate like OA as like failure. I, it's, it's, I'm always failing. I'm always failing. I'm always failing. I'm always failing. And I thought, you know what? I lost the way I'm out of here. And as um, everyone knows, it didn't take long to put all that weight back on plus even more. And um, I just got busy in my life. I, you know, like the things we do, I, I just, started buying clothes that were bigger. I bought clothes that I thought disguised my body. I tried to, you know, emphasize other things in my life that was good. I got really into work. But what happened when I moved up here this time is that, um, you know, I always had 
gone to the other 12-step program and I would read their literature in the morning, um, like the, the morning reading. And this was during COVID. I didn't know anybody up here. I hadn't gone to any meetings for a while. I hadn't done anything. And I would, actually by the time I go back here, I was back in the office at work. So I would, I would eat, I'd go to work, eat throughout work, come home, stop at the store, get the food for the evening, lay on the couch and eat. And I, that was my pattern. I just did that over and over, stop at the store every night from home, eat. And um, I worked hard and I ate a lot. And what happened is I, as I started reading the other programs literature, I was like, oh my God, it's the same thing. It's not just about the food. It's about my disease. It's about the obsession. It's about the, the compulsion. It's about the self-centeredness. It's, it's about the isolation. It's everything. And I found myself like getting to a point where like I was stopping the store to get the mounds of candy bar that I ate every night and going, why am I doing this? I don't even want to do this, but I have to do it. Like, like I'm doing it. I want to do it, but I don't want to do it. I want to stop, but I can't stop. And I was like, oh my God, it's it's the disease of addiction. That was for me. And um, and so this has been an interesting journey this time around. Um, I'm so glad that there were in-person meetings and I came here. Um, I someone in these rooms started like a step study workshop and so I joined that and that um really helped me a lot and that spurred me to get a sponsor because um it was a it was a slow surrender um so I knew I needed to work the steps but I sort of didn't still didn't wanted to do it on my own um and doing the um step study you had to get like a recovery partner so I asked her to be my recovery partner and she was like do you mean sponsor and I was like okay yeah yeah <laughs> you're my sponsor <laughs> and it's so interesting what I thought she would be like as a sponsor is completely different than what she was like as a sponsor she was very kind and very loving and told me you know the only thing is just keep coming back no matter what, no matter what, just come back. So you ate a little bit more than you wanted today, just come back. So you weren't happy with this food, just come back. So you had fast food, just come back, just come back, just come back. And um, and so a couple of things I did this time is that um, I, I started, for me, getting on my knees every morning um, and asking my higher power left. to relieve me of the disease of addiction um, and to turn everything, the food, the weight, everything over to my higher power. Because I realize when I hang on to my weight, um, I'm trying to control it and it starts the obsession and the compulsion. Um, if I obsessively try to plan out my food and this and that it starts the obsession the compulsion and I just had to ask God please you know like I want to lose weight but I just got to give this all to you I just got to give it all to you so I started 
calling my sponsor, working the steps with her. Um, and the food, the relationship with food changed over time. So at first, my food plan was kind of three meals a day, and they were three pretty big meals. Um, and then it slowly changed into um, when I'm hungry. Um, and then sometimes it changed into, okay, I just need to make better choices for what I eat. So I take care of myself and it changed. And, um, and so this time without, I say without even trying, I lost the weight and, um, and I'm grateful because, you know, the one thing about losing weight is it makes life easier. I don't get as tired anymore. I don't, um, I'm not in pain when I try to like, you know, tie my shoelaces bending over, you know, I can buy clothes that I like. Um, so there's, there's freedom in it. And I'm really, really grateful. And I know that I didn't do that, that it came from my higher power. So, um, so for me, it was just, this has always been the last house on the block. This is where I belong. This is where I need to stay. I pray to my higher power one day at a time that I stay here. And um, and for me too, also the other program was really um, instrumental because I was doing a first step in that program, like probably two years before I came back in here. And I read it to my sponsor and she was like, oh my God, it's all shame. It's all shame. Like you need to, she said, you need to, um, work on healing from, I was the, um, I'm the survivor of childhood sexual abuse. She says, you got to get some help for that. You got to get help from it. And I think it was that too, finding a really good therapist that helped me work through some of those feelings that I was so afraid of and used food to keep down and down, down. I can't go there. I can't go there. I'll die if I go there. Work through that to then be able to have a little bit more light of my higher power and to be able to see the other program to get me to this program. And so um, now today, um, I'm just really grateful. And um, and I know um, for today, because I don't know anything, <laughs> but for today that, um, that I have the disease of compulsive eating. Um, and that I am powerless, I have no control. And the only way that I can find any relief from this disease is through a higher power, whether it's meetings, another compulsive eater, working the steps, or a higher power now that, um, that now I have a relationship with God. And that's changed a lot. And I realized that that was, um, that was a big part. I really had a really hard time in early years, really turning things over to a God that I didn't fully trust. Um, and so I think, you know, with desperation comes the gift of being able to do that more fully. So anyways, I think I'm at time and thank you, my dear friends here for giving me back my life.